Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Indeed. March 1st. It's the first. It's rent day. Oh, my gosh. Are we in the third it's month already? Announcing top fan day. It's a beautiful day. Are well, we... it's actually minus eight right now. I think it's going to be a pretty nice day. It's, yeah. <laughs> Don't assume. Uh, yeah, we got a really big, really, really big show today. Um, like Gabby said, we're announcing the top fan. Uh, we got another big announcement afterwards. And hey, so you know what I forgot to do yesterday? <laughs> Announce what's happening today. Oh my god! <laughs> we I have was, a guest. We have a guest. I I feel like a. Ugh. I we 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 finished up our real estate investing cabinetry, and I was just so incredibly tired and worn out from it. Um, I I didn't I barely read my notes yesterday on the show, so I feel incredibly uh, terrible. But it's really good because we actually had um, questions about uh, multifamily yesterday, and we actually have a multifamily expert on today. Whoop whoop! <laughs> so Seth Seth Ferguson's going to be joining us very shortly here. Um, just wanted to get into get all organized here. What what am I what am I forgetting today, Gab? What do you mean? What are you forgetting today? I don't know. I'm asking for you to help me out. Is there anything else I'm forgetting? Um, we got our big announcement. We're going to be announcing the top fan at the end of the show. Um, and we have a guest. We forget. I suppose we could let you know that, yes, we do indeed broadcast this live every morning, Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Uh, sorry, 6 a.m. Mountain Time, 8 a.m. Eastern. Wow, that's professional. <laughs> I left my ringer on. Um, and uh, you can join in. You can join in on the conversation. Um, you can click the call in button and you can ask any questions you have about real estate investing. You can um, also ask your questions in the chat as well. Um, if you're, I don't know, maybe you don't have a good, very good morning voice. And it's a little too raspy. Sometimes like me, I don't know if you notice, if you listen to each episode, you'll notice my voice is very raspy in the beginning because <laughs> I just woke up. But as I start talking more, it kind of loosens up. So I, I totally get it. But, um, you know, step outside of your comfort zone. Um, be vulnerable. Call in. Um, speaking of calling in, yes, uh, Seth, uh, our guest, we see you here. We'll let you in just two seconds. Um, anything else we need to do before we introduce our guest? <clears throat> I don't think so. I think we should get right into it. Okay. So our guest today is Seth Ferguson. He's the CEO of Multifamily Real Estate Investments, Inc. in Toronto. He is the host of Real Estate Simplified Podcast. He's also the host of the upcoming Multifamily Conference in Toronto on May 14th to 15th. So if you guys are, you know, you've been thinking about multifamily, you've been interested in multifamily, Wayne and Gabby never talk about multifamily. <laughs> Here's your opportunity to... They can't get, answer our questions on multifamily. <laughs> I, you know, this is why we're going to have, you know, expert guests coming in yes. uh, to answer those questions for you. Okay. So um, without further delay, I'm going to let in Seth Ferguson. Awesome. Hey guys, good morning. Good morning, Seth. How are you? I am feeling extra raspy in my voice today, <laughs> so I, I guess uh, Wayne's voice and uh, mine can compete for who's is lower. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, not something that we really considered when we uh, when we plan to do a morning show podcast. I don't know how I don't know how radio morning show guys do it. I don't know. My my kid got me sick, so, uh, oh. so uh, yeah, yeah. The the joys of a green snot pouring out of uh, your son's nose. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope everybody's doing better. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, uh, did I do a decent job with my introduction? Uh, yeah, you know what? It's always really uncomfortable when people read introductions about you. I'm not sure if you guys find the same thing. I, I start squirming when people start introducing me. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an, it's a normal human thing. Um, but yeah, you've got quite the accomplishments and, um, yeah, really cool. I'm excited to, to hear more about that, uh, up- that multifamily conference in, in May. I know that uh, you're working really hard and putting that thing together. Yeah, for, for sure. Now, I just want to check, is my audio okay for you guys? Yep, it's good. Um, we had a little bit of echo, which is normal. Uh, I think if we both talk at the same time, it's one of the you know the limitations of doing online and Zoom and all those other things, but we'll, we'll manage. Beauty. Um. So we did have a question yesterday. Ironically, we had a question yesterday about multifamily, which I think we can get into in a little bit. But, you know, where do you want to start? I think the topic that we're going to kind of discuss today is is transitioning from single family to multifamily. I think that everybody thinks that, you know, single families first and then you you graduate to multifamily. You know, what are your thoughts on that? Is that normally the way it goes? Or well, Wayne, may I actually just interrupt you for a second? Just because, um, well, Seth, I mean, I don't know anything about you besides what Wayne just literally said now. So oh. can you maybe just give us a little bit of a background first so that we know who you are and, and what you're doing? For, for sure. So besides uh, enjoying long walks on the beach, um, I've been involved. In who doesn't? Estate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I've been involved in uh, real estate uh, for about 14 years now, and that has encompassed uh, on the brokerage side, that's encompassed uh, single family uh, portfolios, and then also uh, multifamily. So I, I've kind of seen uh, real estate from a couple of different angles. And uh, yeah, it's just, if I could go back in time, I would do things so much differently. I'm, I'm sure everybody has that same answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started off, um, I was trying to make the NHL as a hockey referee. Um, that was like my dream. Um, wow. I was doing I was doing really well um, at it, but I realized I needed a real job. So came back to Canada, uh, got my real estate license, um, got my brokerage license and uh, started selling houses. But then, you know, I was a young guy. I had a nice car. I had a nice house. I was making good money, but basically all the money coming in was going out just as fast. And I didn't really have anything to show for it. Uh, so then I got uh, reading Rich Dad Poor Dad, realized I knew the residential product better than anybody else because I was selling it on a day-to-day basis, started acquiring residential properties. Uh, but then I got to a point where you know it was challenging to scale. Um, I was equity rich, cash flow poor uh, because mm-hmm. of uh, you know the, the way I had been doing it. And uh, I found myself kind of stuck in a corner. And uh, when my son, who uh, has the green snot, uh, you know, he, he was born. <laughs> so when he came along, I'm not sure if you guys experienced the same thing with your kids, but as soon as I held him oh, for yeah. the first time, I was like, oh, I got to do so much more, so much better. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I realized, I, I kind of worked out my goals, and I realized I would have had to have owned a thousand houses to hit my goal. And it's oh, like, there, 
there is no way I could like manage or own a thousand houses. Not a chance. Uh, so then I started looking at some other different options and then I uh, came across multifamily. But like, you know, it's like lots of people before I would drive by in an apartment building and think you needed to be a super rich corporation, uh, an ultra rich family or a big life insurance company to actually invest in these. And uh, I just had no idea what was out there and what was possible. And I'm, I'm sure like a lot of people, when they start investing in real estate, they gravitate towards single family homes because that's what they see on TV, on HGTV. And that's what everybody is most comfortable with and most familiar with. Uh, but there is a there is a different way to do it with apartments. And like I said, if I could go back in time, uh, like 10 years ago, uh, I would be in a totally different spot. Mm. Interesting. So then you're saying that you don't necessarily need to follow the the path of single family to graduate into multifamily, that there is there is a way. <laughs> no, there, there is definitely a way, definitely a way for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I think that that probably nicely segues into Wayne's initial question, which, well, I mean, like Wayne, what, what was, what was the question? How was the, uh, well, it was, it was pretty much that it was, you know, does it have, is it always, you know, people, did they have to start in single family first and then graduate to multifamily or can people start in multifamily? Yeah, well, I, I would here let, let me tweak the question a little bit or like kind sure. of tweak my answer. Um, I, I would like to let's talk about why people typically gravitate towards single family rather than exploring other options. And like mm. my personal kind of feeling or my personal gut reaction to that is probably because the perception is it's safer because right. it's more familiar. But I, I'll kind of throw a devil's advocate kind of view at it so if you're investing in a single family home uh, you know we all know a duplex typically will have better cash flow than a, a one tenant property and a triplex will generally have better cash flow than a duplex um, is the single family home really safer than let's say a small six unit or a 10 unit apartment i would argue that the room for error is actually greater for a beginner in in a in a in a property with more units because the cash flow is there as a safety net. I, right. I remember some of my, some of my first single family properties and there was zero room for error. Like we were breaking even, um, you know, in the first year. And then, you know, when the sewer, the drain to sewer goes, that's 8,000 bucks to fix it. And you've dug Ooh. up your entire front yard. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I would just, you know, I would just ask yourself if you're brand new and you're thinking of getting into real estate investing, you know, why are you being, why is a certain asset or a certain niche pulling you towards it? And is that really the best, best avenue for you? Cause like for me, you know, I, I started buying the residential product because I, I didn't really know anything else, but by the time I sat down and figured out my goals, when my son came along much later, I realized I was going in the total opposite direction because I didn't really have a roadmap. To, to guide me towards what I should be investing in. Right? You, you have to, <laughs> yeah. you, you have to think about, you know, what, what's your 10 year plan? What do you want your life to look like? What should you be doing? What's important to you? Um, and you know, the, a, you know, a single family portfolio may be the right option for you, but if you have certain things you want your life to look like, uh, maybe a multifamily, maybe it's industrial, maybe it's self-storage, like who knows, but you have to sit down and figure out that 10-year plan 
or five-year plan. Just have a yeah. plan. Yeah. So that way you can, uh, you can have something that you can look at when you're making decisions about your investments and say, hey, is this actually taking me one step closer or is it taking me one step farther away? Seth, I'm so glad that you said that because uh, we actually, we just ironically finished our last real estate investing cabin retreat this past weekend. And so every couple months we hold a, a retreat where five to six investors and their spouses, they come out, they stay in a cabin with us for three days. And we spend the whole weekend doing exactly that. We begin with the end in mind. We figure out what it is that you want. And then we reverse engineer it for you specifically on what do you think, where do you want to go and how are we going to get you there? And the path is completely different, as you said, for everyone. It, you, don't, you don't know. It might be multifamily. It might be single family. But it, it's so great to hear other successful people saying that because mm-hmm. it just, it just, you know, it just solidifies, it yeah. solidifies the fact that if you want to be successful, you have to have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, uh, most people learn that the hard way. So if yeah. somebody's, <laughs> so if somebody's listening right now, like it's not blowing smoke, like seriously sit down and figure out like a 10-year plan. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Otherwise, you're just running around with your head cut off. And yeah, you might reach your destination, you know, by accident. You're, you're going in that general direction. But you'll get there a lot faster if you, if you know where it is you're going and, and, and what roads to take. Yeah, for, for sure. Like I use the example of driving from Florida to Seattle, right? Like if you're yeah. taking that long trip, you need to know, you know, what kind of hotels, like do you want luxury hotels, you know, budget hotels. How often can you, like how long can you go before a bathroom break? You know, when you're driving and you see a sign to Vegas, that's two hours away. Are you going to get pulled into Vegas for some fun or are you going to keep going to <laughs> Seattle? So like it's it's just like a, going on a big, long road trip before Google Maps. Right. You have to plan yep. uh, plan your stages. So what would you say is the most important thing for someone to consider when they're trying to determine whether multifamily is right for them? Um, I think you have to look at scalability and also uh, how you manage the asset. Um, you know, I, I made uh, what I would call my mistake of self-managing my single family properties. Uh, I figured, hey, I, I'm licensed as a real estate broker. You know, we can get into the management side, but it just breaks <laughs> it down. Um, now, you know, if, if I would have exchanged that single family portfolio to an apartment, or a, a number of apartments, uh, you know, we would have had you know, management on site more often. I would have been removed from it. Uh, the challenge with the single family with management is, you know, you're typically paying 10 to 12% of gross rents for a manager who's there yeah. once or twice a month, or maybe even once every two months. And yours, and in the, depending on the market you're in, you could be in the hole uh, just from your management cost. Um, so that the cash flow just wasn't there. Um, right. So that, that, that's why, you know, removing yourself from management, you're able to scale it a whole lot better. Um, and then what I found personally, even though I was making good money, uh, the financing side with residential properties, you have to qualify for the debt. Uh, the lender looks at the property second, you first. Uh, it's the reverse <laughs> on the multifamily side. So it's really you're, you're buying a business that just happens to be attached to real estate. Uh, so with multifamily, your, your level of, your level of scalability, uh, it's really unlimited because you can acquire cash flow positive assets and that will grow, um, and help you leverage the next one and the next one and the next one. Are, are multifamily always generally cash flowing? 
Is it? Uh, no, <laughs> no. no? Uh, you can have uh, just like with single family homes, people will buy deals and you're scratching your head. Um, and oh, why did somebody buy that? Uh, you know, right now, especially with the market being so hot, you know, people are buying negatively geared properties uh, where they're paying into the property every month, um, hoping for appreciation in the future. Um, now, the one thing I, I like to draw attention to is by definition, uh, if you look in the dictionary, that's the definition of speculation, not investing. Mm -hmm. If you're acquiring an asset and the only way you make money is on future growth, that's speculation. Um, so I always like to you know, draw the line between investing and speculation just so people realize the action um, or the activity they're getting into. And, you know, it's okay to speculate. You just have to realize that's what you're doing. Right. Right. And, well, and, and that's probably just uneducated new investors coming into the market, you know, seeing a deal on MLS or something, <laughs> a multifamily on MLS. Oh, that looks like a good deal. It's in a good area, but you know, without education. Yeah, obviously. Um, well, where, where would you recommend someone get started with education? Yeah, well, okay, shameless plug, the multifamily conference is a great place Go for to start. It. Yeah, absolutely. That's why it's yeah, there. Yeah, well, it, no, it is. Like, like I've personally handpicked uh, some of the top experts in multifamily to actually walk you through every aspect of the multifamily business, from financing, structuring, scaling, management, creative deal structuring. Um, and we've got people actually doing it in today's market, you know, what's actually working. Um, so if you're new getting into it, great place to start. Uh, but also if you're experienced, you know, we're talking about sophisticated investment structures like syndications, how to launch your first fund or your fifth fund, how to work multiple funds in tandem. Uh, so there's, there's something for brand new investors. There's something for experienced multifamily investors. Um, but, you know, shameless plug aside, um, yeah. I, I would say, you know, th there's a lot of great uh, content out there. Uh, from a number of multifamily people. You know, there's podcasts out there. Uh, Pierre Paul Turgeon's one of our speakers at the conference. He has an excellent underwriting course. Um, that's a great place to start. Uh, you know, I, I, I've got a course too to help you get started. But, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, getting in uh, to meetups, meeting people in person, uh, making those connections, and actually hearing the war stories, because like, it's one thing on a podcast like this, like we're very high level right now, but yeah. to actually yeah. have somebody go through and, uh, you know, meet somebody and, and you can hear about their challenges and struggles in real time and how they're overcoming that. I think that's the true value of uh, meetups and masterminds rather than just hearing like the glossy story in like a 30 minute spot on YouTube or something. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Seth, we actually had a question yesterday, um, <clears throat> which was just perfect timing for us to bring it in here. It was on multifamily. So hopefully um, you might have some new perspectives that weren't um, shared yesterday. Sure. So the question, um, the, the person was asking about the, um, the MLI Select CMHC program, and they were wondering how that was going to impact the Canadian real estate market. Um, do you have any kind of insights or thoughts on that? Yeah, I, actually, uh, this this came up um, on our speaker series for the conference last week with Pierre Paul Turgeon. Oh, really? Now, Perfect. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Pierre Paul, he hadn't even looked into that yet, and neither had I. Um, so, and we still have not uh, really uh, done a deep dive yet. So I can't 
comment on it because I would not be doing uh, doing the topic uh, service. So, yeah. So you'll have to have me on in a week once we go. <laughs> I'll have a great answer for you. I I don't I don't blame you at all because you know I looked at it very quickly as well and there's a lot of moving pieces there's a lot of requirements and obviously there's there's a lot of intent behind a program like this you know what they're trying to achieve the outcome that CMHC and the government of Canada are trying to get um, it's not as simple as just making it easier for investors right no yeah and and like you said you you actually want to have a full understanding of everything. One thing I'm sure you guys might agree or disagree, but uh, typically what I found is that whenever a program comes out, the, the intent of the program or the intent of the legislation, uh, the impact it has uh, can, uh, is usually not, uh, not what it was meant to do. Um, right. right. So it'll be interesting to see, like I, I, I'm a, you know, you look at rent control and all that, other stuff but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see and maybe you guys can have pure paul on or something uh to talk about that in about a week yeah yeah uh, my my thoughts were that it's you know things like this um these these flashy headlines they, they draw a lot of people towards multifamily and they don't really quite understand it and yeah on my initial uneducated thoughts were that you know that's just going to drive a lot of people to the market to buy up properties that they shouldn't be buying up because they can amortize over a longer period um, suddenly the numbers kind of work a little bit more and yeah, but I'm, I'm really excited to hear, you know, once, once you guys have a chance to, to, to review it, you know, what that's, what that's actually going to do to the market. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and you know, like, I just want to back up a little bit too, cause I, I don't want to give, we were talking about cash flowing properties and, you know, do people buy properties that aren't cash flowing? You know, it, it is okay to do so as long as you have a business plan. Like I, I'm a big proponent of the value add strategy. So you're mm. acquiring an underperforming asset. You're doing either physical or operational, um, you know, improvements to it or both. Um, and then, you know, you're, you're bringing that property from below market uh, to market uh, or, you know, exceeding market. Um, right. There's nothing wrong with that. So if your business plan is to go in and do X, Y, and Z and improve the property in, you know, those ways. And then at the end, based on today's market, you're confident that you can hit these targets Go for it. Like I, that, that's my preferred strategy. Uh, but if you're just going in to buy it and sit on it with no way to actually create that value and drive the NOI, um, that, that, that's, that's where I, I, I put you in that speculation box. So I didn't really clarify that. So I just wanted to take a second to do that here. And s- same with this. Like, you know, if, if somebody's able to take advantage of longer amortization periods, but they have a solid business plan in order to manufacture that value uh, through improved NOI or, or moving that property from like a B minus to a B plus or whatever it is, you know, that, that is a solid proven uh, blueprint uh, to, uh, to creating profit in multifamily. Right. Um, so we, speaking on the topic of kind of, you know, transitioning from single family into multifamily, we actually do have a question live here uh, from a listener in the chat. And so we have um, Liam from Ottawa. It's kind of a general question, but hopefully you, you might know what? Able... This is Liam's first time coming on the show, I believe. So Liam, Liam from comes Ottawa? For... Liam, yeah, Liam from Ottawa. It's his okay. first time coming to the show. He asked me about it yesterday. Oh, okay. And it's like, it's perfect timing for him because it's something he's interested in. So this is great. Okay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Liam. Okay, so um, Liam says, good morning. This is perfect timing. I just sold my single unit rental property and I'm looking to move the profits from that into a multi-unit. 
curious what you might do in my situation. Sure. I know okay. the answer. <laughs> no, but, but I, I think yeah so I, I think first of all you have to uh you have to kind of look at you know how much capital you have to work with um mm -hmm. and then you also have to look at okay well with that amount of capital what can i do uh, if you're moving into a larger apartment you'll probably have to find some partners to do it with um be, because if you're by, going from a single family home to a larger apartment building to take advantage of that scale and the number of units you'll probably want to find uh, some other people you can partner with, do the deal together, pool your resources. Um, and that way you, everybody can participate in, in a much larger deal. Mm. <coughs> Sorry. I, I was, I was choking on my sickness here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so that's, it, it's kind of, it, it's always tough to answer these questions because like you, you don't yeah. know the ins and outs of the situation. But Liam, yeah, number one, I would figure out how much capital you have to work with, what what target you would like to hit in terms of units and, and you know the amount, um, and you know how you would like things structured. Are you okay with the partnership? Would you want to actually bring in other investors with you um, and you lead the project? Uh, but yeah, but moving that from multifamily, I think that's uh, you know there's a lot of possibility there. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity. You just have to figure out what niche uh, you want to put that into. Mm -hmm. I'll, uh, I'll add on a couple, um, um, points here and, and that's, you know, when you're deciding to get into anything, whether you want to become a carpenter, whether you want to become a doctor, whether you want to, you know, any, any, any new venture, you should always get education. Okay. Um, and if, if you're serious, if you're dead serious, that multifamily is the way that I am going, I'm going to take my money that I made in Ottawa, which I'm sure is a lot because you're in a great market. Um, where you, and you're going to take that and you're going to reallocate it into something like multifamily, definitely, de definitely go take some education, take some money out of those profits and educate it into yourself or at the very least surround yourself with other individuals who are doing it. And then, you know, like, uh, for example, obviously this is good timing, go to the multifamily course, get in that room Perfect. and then just surround yourself with other people and ask 20, 30 people, 50 people that question. And you're going to get 50 different answers and just filter through the, the BS ones, the people who are there who don't know anything. I mean, there's always going to be those people, the talkers, but, you know, try and find the, the experts in the room and find out what they would do. And you're going to, you're going to catch so many little golden nuggets that weekend. And you're going to learn so much on stage that you're going to leave that weekend knowing exactly what to do, right? You're going to have your roadmap. You're going to know who to partner with. You're going to know who to talk to about, um, you know, doing the inspections and how to, how to, you know, analyze the property and how to, you know, check the life of a boiler unit, all, all these little things, you know, the things that you have, you, you probably didn't even consider the roof, right? Am I, am I missing anything, Seth? <laughs> uh, yeah. So there, there's, there's like hundreds of things to go through. Um, and yeah, I, I love your answer because uh, I, I only do one shameless plug per, uh, per interview. So I, I second time. but yeah, and, and say, same thing, like with multifamily, like you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, meeting people with more experience, multifamily, yeah. like you have more meat on the bone in the deals. So you're able to partner with somebody who's done maybe five, 10, 15 other deals and, and bring something to the table. And you yeah. guys can actually work the deal together. And there's no better way to learn than actually like in it, in an actual deal. Well, I can tell you a worse way to learn is to learn on your own and make a million mistakes and then burn all your money. And then you're going to have to partner with someone anyways. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. I would not suggest uh, doing that for sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it, and it's not a shameless plug. I mean, like, wh- what are the resources? I can tell you right now, you can go and Google and I'm sure Seth can, you know, recommend a book. I mean, I think Pierre Baldurgeon probably has a book. Um, you know, it, you can go get a book, but I mean, what are you going to learn from it? You're going to learn the surface level stuff and you're still going to feel like you don't quite have enough to take action. You certainly didn't, you know, get in a room with anybody. You didn't meet anyone by reading between those lines and those pages. So eventually you're going to have to do it anyway. So take, take advantage of the opportunity. And in fact, I'm pretty sure I can get you a discount code because I got South here right now. <laughs> I, actually yeah we do have a discount code it's uh oh, nice. yeah yeah so the code is wayne 10 there you go oh, awesome there you go there's there, there's your answer right there um you know we we touched a little bit on uh on 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 partnering and i'm curious me personally this is my personal question how is how is raising capital with multifamily is it any different than than with residential yeah, there is, um, depending on, and this is going to kind of segue into uh, sophisticated investment structures. Uh, for, for myself, um, you know, we, we syndicate deals. So basically what that is, is you pool uh, the capital of a number of passive investors and they, they invest in the deal and the general partnership, the, the sponsor, the, the person with all the experience runs the deal and manages the money. Um, with that type of structure, uh, you're working with accredited investors. Uh, so it's through the uh, exempt market um, when we're talking about securities law. And, yeah. um, you know, we're working with credit investors, uh, you know, more sophisticated individuals who uh, generally will have a good understanding of it. Um, that's how we do it that way with syndication. Um, so raising capital from accredited investors, that's a different skill set. Um, I would say then uh, trying to find a JV partner where they're going to finance and bring the uh, capital required, then you're going to provide the elbow grease, Uh, Mm. like your typical JV structure for like a duplex or something. Um, You know, there's a different way you will want to market that a different way you're going to present the opportunities. Uh, There's, you know, you have offering memorandums you have to do. Um, It's a totally different process. However, you can learn it and it's not rocket science. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's the same thing going back to, you know, educating yourself. You know, we've got Joel Block coming to the conference, who is the structuring master. Like he is, like he saved, uh, you know, somebody I, I know uh, quite well. He saved them about $2 million a year in how their fund was structured. So they, they launched a new fund and basically had $2 million bucks more per year going into their pocket just by how they set everything up. Wow. Um, so, so th- these are these are really important things that you have to learn um, in order, in order to really maximize your profit and also like the profit and uh, safety in the investment of your uh, investors. There's a, that's a ton of information. (laughs) (laughs) You've got me a little bit paralyzed there. It's it, it, like, there's, there's, it's so cool. Cause there's so many different cool things to do with real estate. And then, you know, just when I think that I know everything, you know, that, that you, 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 you paralyze me. You like, um, I, I don't, I don't, don't even know where to go from something like that. <laughs> you know that, what I mean? That, that means, that means that was a very poor answer on my part. Cause I, I no, never, no, it was I a good answer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it just shows that. that you're, you're, you're not giving like, you're not giving basic answers. You're going, <laughs> you're going into detail, which is good, which I, which I love. Um, I do actually, oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I I was just going to say like, and that's one of the things like, 
when you're first starting get, uh, starting into a specific asset, asset class, you know, you don't realize all the different ways you can piece deals together. Uh, you know, I was I had no idea what a syndication was, how a real estate fund operated. I thought you just had to go out and individually, you know, partner on one deal with one other person. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, j- just you don't know what you don't know. So so getting out there and actually hearing from other investors and, and meeting other people and seeing how these really uh, successful investors are making things work, like it, it can open your eyes to what's out there. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that it, it just really shows is that um, there is so much to learn and that, you know, like a, a real estate in, investing um, vehicle, what, whatever it may be through, you know, just purchasing buy and hold single families or whether it be multifamily or name any other method, it requires education because yep. As you just said multiple times, you don't know what you don't know. And so it just highlights the fact that there's so much to learn before you just dive in, which I think also um, Zoria left a message in the chat here, um, which I think is really relevant here as well, is that she says, if someone doesn't know what they're doing, they buy something, think they'll refinance easily, which they won't, or if they do, then they'll be over leveraged. They'll put all of their money and and be left with a property that needs to be maintained and have no money in it. So yeah, these yeah. are the types of situations that you can get yourself into, you know, mm-hmm. thinking, oh, there's this new CMHC program coming out. There's this, you know, it's easy to get in. It's amortized this way. It's, you know, all these great perks. But if you if you if you don't know what you're doing, if you haven't done the research, then you can easily get yourself into hot water. Right. Mm-hmm. So that education aspect is key. Yeah, 100%. Um, and, you know, uh, you guys run a pretty big Facebook group. I, I got, I've got a group that we run to. And, you know, so, sometimes we come across situations, people will be like, hey, I need some serious help here. And it's like, oh, man, like, I just wish you you got educated before you did this because you would have mm-hmm. done something completely different. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, we do have one other question here in the chat. Um, <clears throat> says, how much per unit of multifamily to make cash flow generally? Is the calculation the same as single family? Ah, okay. Um, good question. Um, I can't give you a specific answer, but let me just kind of run through the thought process with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so with multifamily, everything is driven by the NOI, the net operating income of the property. So basically you take your gross rents, and then you subtract your expenses, and that's what you end up with your NOI. Um, multifamily real estate, like all commercial real estate, is valued using what's called the income approach. So the, the property is valued based on the cash flow it produces. Rather than with like a single family home, we have the comparable approach where you, you compare that property with other like properties in the same area to derive the value of the property. Yeah. Um, the, the advantage with the, uh, the income approach is it gives the owner um, a lot more control over the value of the property because as long as we can push that NOI, uh, we can really drive that value up. Um, so how does this relate to cash flow? Well, it all depends on your business plan I was uh, referring to before. Uh, so, you know, there's no hard and fast rule, just like, you know, there's like a 1% rule, 2% rule with single family. Um there's rules like that with multifamily, but like they're not really useful. Um, ba- basically, you want to look at the property, find the delta. Where's the property now? Where do I know I can move the property to through physical or operational improvements? 
and, and what's that going to look like in terms of NOI? Then I can go below the line. Uh, so you take your NOI, then you work in your debt service. So you take your net operating income, then you remove your debt service. So the amount of money you're paying for the financing, the mortgage, uh, that sort of stuff. Um, and then that uh, leaves you uh, with your, your cash left over, the cash going in your pocket. Um, and, and that's what you want to focus on. Uh, so number one, I wouldn't worry about like a 2% rule, a 1% rule or anything like that. Find where the property is operating at today. Find the value, value you can add to the property based on today's market. So maybe that's a 200 unit improvement, uh, you know, $200 improvement in rent per unit per month. Maybe it's 150, 175. Uh, generally speaking, you want to be about 175 bucks a unit in terms of improved rent. Uh, but that can vary based on market and uh, and all that sort of stuff. I won't even go into cap rates, uh, but uh, but yeah, like don't don't do hard and fast rules of thumb. Actually, look for that delta between where the property is at and where you can take it. Again, a, a, an amazing answer. <laughs> I hope I Bro, hope the listener down, was yeah. writing all that down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, she says thanks. Yeah. So I think she. Okay, yeah. I think she. I think she wrote it all down. It's, it's, it's a ton of information. It's not an easy answer, as he yeah. said. And um, and if that's the simple answer, <laughs> then, then you no, definitely. I, well, it's not necessarily it. simple. It's it's the it's how they differ because yeah. they are totally different beasts, right? So you need to understand that it's not calculated the same way. It's not looked at the same way. Mm -hmm. It's not viewed by the lender the same way. It's they're totally different animals, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and. and Sorry, I just want to jump in and say, like, I, I don't want somebody to hear that and feel overwhelmed. Um, that, that's not my intention whatsoever, but I don't want to give like fluffy answers, and not actually give anything at all. Um, mm -hmm. And what once you and like I gave you a lot of things to look at. So understand what the income approach is, understand what NOI is, uh, understand how debt service plays into that. So those are three things that you can now take. And go deeper, like I've got a hundred, hundreds of videos on my YouTube channel, go in and find that video and then understand completely the income approach. Uh, so I gave you three things there you can, you can learn about a whole lot more. And then once you understand those three, it's going to be really easy for you. Like once you understand the basics, these, uh, these fundamentals are easy to understand. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and, and it's, it's, it shouldn't be overwhelming. It's just something new. And it's always going to seem overwhelming at first when you're trying something new. Um, but you know, once you go and you take a course, or you go to an event, or um, you start surrounding yourself with people who are doing it, it suddenly becomes normal, just like it was the first time you looked at saying a single family house. Like what if what happens if this what happens if this? How do I do my bookkeeping? How do I calculate? Yeah. How do I calculate cash flow? Is this a good market? I mean, it's, it's all the same, same. It's just it's spelled different. That's all. Um, yeah, 100%. you mentioned your YouTube channel. What's, uh, how do people find the YouTube channel? Oh yeah. It's uh, youtube.com slash Seth Ferguson. And, uh, we post a new multifamily, uh, related video every single week. They come out on Thursdays. So, uh, yeah, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, uh, we, we do everything related to multifamily. Awesome. Um, are we doing a giveaway? We talked about this a little while ago. Um, are we doing a giveaway today? Uh, yeah, Thanks we to your quick start guide. Yeah. yeah, actually, we do have the quick start guide. Uh, so uh, if you go to uh, multifamilyconference.ca uh, slash quick hyphen start hyphen guide, I'll send you guys the link so you can put it in the show notes. 
Okay. Uh, you can actually download uh, a multifamily quick start guide. It's uh, the five things you have to look at uh, when getting started in multifamily real estate investing. If, if you're thinking about, you know, maybe considering investing in multifamily, uh, this will really zero in your focus on the stuff that matters. Awesome. Awesome. Did we have any other questions, Gabby? Uh, no, it looks like we're at the end of the questions here. Yep. Okay. Um, anything you want to leave us with, uh, Seth, before we start wrapping her up? Uh, yeah, like uh, number one thing would be, uh, you know, multifamily has a lot of opportunity. Don't don't shy away just because it's new or unfamiliar. Uh, you owe it to yourself to explore all the options that can make your life better. So it might not be for you once you look into it, but just in case it is, uh, take a stab at it and actually uh, educate yourself. Absolutely. That's, that's amazing. Um, thanks so much, Seth. Um, the multifamily course or conference, sorry, is, uh, you can, you can get details at that at multifamily. God dang it. <laughs> Tripping over my words this morning, multifamilyconference.ca. And when is yeah, that? It, uh, it's May 14th and 15th in Toronto. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I said, we've got Kevin O'Leary coming, uh, to talk about raising capital. Uh, Joe Fairless, who controls over a billion dollars in multifamily real estate, Pierre Paul Turgeon, Dahlia Barsoom, Guy Bouchard, um, Joel Block, like uh, all these really uh, top guys. Yeah. That's amazing. And so that's in person or are you online as well? We are in person only. I'm I'm a big fan of in person. I don't think virtual can even come close. Um, So uh, we are live and in person and make sure you use code Wayne10 to save 10% off. Awesome. And, and thank you so much for, uh, for sharing that with our listeners. And um, yeah, I, I, thank you so much, Seth. Yeah. And I'm really, really looking forward to seeing how, how well the uh, conference goes. I mean, this isn't, this is, this is going to be awesome. I'm really hope that the listeners, um, um, someone, someone who's listening to the show actually does go out, takes action, learns and, and does everything that we said today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Liam. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. Really appreciate you guys having me on. And I promise you like, this conference is not your typical ballroom conference or like convention center thing. Like it's going to blow your mind. Uh, so uh, definitely come out and uh, you owe it to yourself. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks again, Seth. Appreciate it. Okay. Thanks guys. Take care. Bye. Liam is buying his tickets now. Awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah I, super cool. I, um, that's, that's fantastic. It's um, cause yeah, Liam just reached out to me yesterday and he said, um, how do I get in on the morning show? And I, I gave him the link and he comes in. Sure enough, it's exactly, exactly what, what he's, he's looking, looking for. for. And, and that's, if that's not a sign. I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, with that being said, I'm going to reach out to Seth, actually. And um, I'm going to see about having him back on in the near future to get him to talk about the MLI Select, yeah. which is a, a very popular topic right now. Um, everybody's, I think what everybody hears is, Ooh, 50 year amortization. Yeah. Um, which, you know, CMHC already had a program before that was up to 40 years amortization, which everybody loved. Um, yeah, multifamily. They got CMHC's got like ridiculously low interest rates right now. They got good amortizations. It sounds very, very, very sexy. Appealing. Yeah. Um, or that are appealing, whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever word you want to use. Uh, but uh, you know, it's it's good to get some education on it to make sure that it's not just um don't don't just you know look at it from a surface level you got to go deep and you got to figure out why and and uh yeah i'm excited to hear more about that definitely um okay so what are we doing first guy we got we got some other stuff we got to cover today um should we do the draw 
Let's do the draw. Oh, you know, let's let's do the announcement. Let's do the announcement. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just wanted to hear what you wanted, and then I was going to do yeah, the opposite. Yeah, opposite. And <laughs> just... that's that's the best way to do it. Okay. So uh, a few people already um, uh, posted in the comments already. Yeah. <laughs> which, which I we mean, totally I I, I kind of semi announced it yesterday yes. um, online, but uh, we launched our Facebook group yesterday, Real Estate Investing Masters. We did. Yeah. And a bunch of you have already joined. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's really the group as we wanted to create a community for investors, investors to be able to come together and support each other, you know, as they master their real estate investing journey. As you know, I think it's, it's pretty apparent. We, you know, just being here on this live podcast every single morning, Monday to Friday, that we really want to give away as much education as we can and and give people an opportunity to get their questions answered and to really move forward instead of sitting in that paralyzed state and yeah. not knowing what to do and swimming around just you know looking at everything and not having answers so floaters floaters yeah i call them floaters yeah so we really just want to continue to create opportunities for for you all to to come together and get your questions answered and take action. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we thought that it would be a great opportunity to create a page um, for you all, you know, to be there, a group. And we're also going to be doing live trainings every Friday. So we have a incredibly large list of <clears throat> topics that we're going to be covering, guests. Um, guests that we want to bring on. And yeah, it's, it's, you know, we're listen, excited about it. Yeah, <laughs> we listen, hope that the, you guys we, are too. we obviously we already do a morning show every morning and it's and we were thinking about it, like, well, what are we gonna talk about? Well then again, you know, what are we gonna do for live training? But we don't really do much training in the morning. You know me, I've said it a million times, and you're probably thinking to yourself, Oh, Wayne, you hate doing education. Yeah, I still do. Don't get me wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I think that the 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 secret um is 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 in is in the action. And more education is not going to get you to take action. However, some levels of certainty yes. will give you the freedom and the and the comfort to to be able to step outside of your comfort zone and take action. So, um, education is important. Too much education is paralyzing. Yes. Okay. So we're going to continue to do the podcast every morning. We don't really do training on the podcast every morning. We talk about what's going on. We talk about what's in the news. We answer your questions. This is almost like a free live coaching platform. Okay. Um, and then on Fridays, where we're going to add in Fridays at 7 p.m. every week, we're going to do live training. So we're going to go on topics. We're going to dive deeper into them. We're going to, um, yeah. you still, you know, ask your questions um, you know, during the, the training sessions. And it's going to take it one step further, like Gabby said, to just provide as much as we can to give you guys what you need in order to take action. Yeah. Um, and we also, like, so this coming Friday will be our first session. And we didn't want to just like, dive into a random topic right off yeah. the bat. So we wanted to start off. Um, so this Friday will be why we invest in real estate. So we're going to be yeah. chatting about that on Friday. And um, yeah, and then we'll start kind of diving into all the all the topics you could ever imagine. <laughs> yeah. And and I get it. There's a lot of groups. Um, there's a lot of groups out there for Facebook. Um, some of them are organized, some of them are unorganized. And, um, and it seems like if you go through your calendar, I've seen some people like uh, they go through their calendar and it's like, okay, Monday I'm with Barry and Donna and Tuesday I'm with this group and Wednesday I'm with this group and Thursday I'm watching this training and Friday. And trust me, when you're trying to create a new group and trying to create, you know, figure out what night's best for training, it's an absolute nightmare because it seems like every group's got a night with live training. Mm -hmm. um, and you got lots to choose from. And you know what? If one group's working for you, 
stay with them. You know, as long as you're getting what you need and you take action, yeah. uh, we're totally fine with that. We're now we're going to add our own angle on it. We're going to yeah. add our own uh, flavor because well, you're, you're getting us. You're getting well. That's yeah. exactly <laughs> it. Um, I don't. <laughs> if you're if you're looking for a no BS approach, that's that's exactly what what we provide. Um, honest. Honest. We're not gonna we're not gonna give you fluff. We're gonna give you the honest truth. And uh, a lot of times, I think that sometimes if you come in here on the morning show, you get you get a seven hundred dollar course, you know, on a Tuesday morning, you know, for free. So that's that's what we're all about. Is we're not giving the the simple answers. We're giving you the deep answers. We're giving you everything you need. And then it's just a matter of you putting your shoes on. Fuck it, skip the shoes. Just run. <laughs> go barefeet <laughs> in the go, streets. Just go barefeet in the snow. <laughs> just go and take action. And uh, we're here to support you. And that's the other thing that the group is all about. The group is all about support. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I should. I I almost put a graphic on the group that said no floaters, <laughs> <laughs> and it was gonna be it was gonna be someone with with little floaties in the in the Niagara River. <laughs> in case you're wondering what you know, the whole story behind the the no floaters is is um actually you know what go read um go read Tony Robbins' book Awaken the Giant Within. Um, he does a he does a little um, section in that book where he talks about how everybody just jumps into the Niagara River and then just floats and they go with the you know they go with the current the right they go with everybody else they go with the current you know the current events the current news the current you know sports team winning the Stanley Cup whichever um, and then eventually they like, start hearing the rush and the roar of the Niagara Falls and they're like oh my gosh oh shit I got to turn around and start paddling which is like those moments where like you just kind of go with the flow until something happens and then that's when you react. Right. You're like, oh, shit. Interest rates gone up. Oh, shit. Um, pandemic came. And, and what am I supposed to do? My hours have been cut in half or I've been laid off from my job, whichever. Right. You wait until the roaring of the Niagara Falls before you take action. Those are called floaters. But it's the people like us to get up every morning at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. or 8 a.m. wherever you are in, the, in Canada. And you're the ones that are actually paddling every day. You're the ones that are actually being proactive and bringing a boat, bringing oars and actually intentionally knowing where you want to go mm-hmm. and how you're going to get there rather than just floating with everyone else. So that's why I say I was going to add a no floaters into the group because no, no, don't be a floater. You got to paddle. Um, what we got comments? We have a uh, question unrelated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unrelated question. Okay. Anyway, so that's, that's what's going on. That's the group, you know, join us on Friday, every Friday at 7 PM mountain time. Um, this weekend, we're going to talk about why we invest in real estate um, join in. And especially for this Friday, what I want is I want people to join in and I want you to come with your story on why you invest in real estate. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you? And everyone's got a different story, right? Yeah, definitely. And we're going to have lots of different cool events coming up as underneath that, uh, that, that umbrella of that Facebook group as well. Um, we're going to build a large community. We would, don't just want it to be local in Edmonton. We want it to be, you know, nationwide. And uh, we're going to be holding lots of different events and cool stuff and continuing to add more workshops and, 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 and training and, and give you guys everything you need. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely. Was there, do we answer the unrelated question now or later? Yeah, let's answer it now. Why not? Uh, well, we'll end, we'll end the show with a giveaway on a high note. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Jeremy asks, Hey, I wanted to ask today, the mask mandate is dropped except in the city of Edmonton. What is your approach to wearing masks for tenant showings slash maintenance requests? Uh, yeah. So, what? Oh, Did that's you do just that? that's that's the Trump. We don't have to wear a mask in Edmonton. 
No, you do in Edmonton. What? Yeah, Edmonton didn't lift the the mandate. Oh, sorry. I wasn't listening. I was trying to get an audio. That's embarrassing. I was trying to get an audio clip and I didn't- You didn't didn't know what the question was. I wasn't even listening. Yeah. Okay. Except in the city of Edmonton. What? Yeah. So they didn't lift it in the city of Edmonton. Um, In Leduc, we don't have to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, yeah, each, each city still has their mandates, right? So (laughs) that's that's so messed (laughs) up. So yeah. Okay. So where's my, okay, hang on. Let me change the audio. That's not an ooh. Well, that's, that's, no, it's supposed to be a boo. That's the worst boo ever. Okay. Well, Wayne, here's the other thing. Stop trying to find your audio is that this is a very, this is a very personal opinion for every person. Like, lifting the mask mandate isn't isn't exciting for everybody it can be scary and and not exciting for a lot of people so i don't think there's a a proper sound clip to play so okay this is my these are my thoughts and because of what i just said um you know that it's different people are going to feel different ways about this for some people this is going to be terrifying for other people they're celebrating so my approach to this is what does this mean to you are you comfortable with it are you not comfortable with it um is your suite that you are showing vacant is it occupied these are all considerations that you need to take my personal approach is that um i'm semi comfortable I, I don't swing hard either way. Um, and so if I'm showing a vacant suite, if I, um, you know, am meeting a handyman to do a requester or what, whatnot, I'm probably still going to wear my mask and I am not going to um, ask or not ask them to. They can show up however they want um, based on, you know, obviously the city and what the mandate is. But if it's an occupied suite, that I am doing um, showings in their last month of tenancy, I'm going to respect that person regardless. I, I probably don't know what their views are on it. And I am going to ask everyone to show up with their masks because, you know, as I said, you just don't know what everybody's approach to this is. So just to be respectful, I would ask um, that everybody shows up with their masks. Yes, be respectful, as Robin says. What a terrific answer. Um I'm glad I didn't answer it. And you know, not like, to say that I think the opposite. I just think that yeah. you had a much better. Yeah. And I and I barely read the question. Yeah. And so I just think you know, like this is a delicate subject. There's, um, you know, a lot of confusion. A lot of um, people are hurt and scared. A lot of people are excited and happy. And at the end of the day, we just need to be respectful, be kind, be compassionate, and just do our best. So D-bad. don't de bad. I just supposed to say, don't be a dick. Just D-bad. don't be a dick. Um, and everybody can go on as they wish. Yeah. I hope that's an okay answer to that. Absolutely. Touchy subject. Yes. Touchy subject. Yes. I, um, I jumped a little too quickly. I apologize. Yeah, you did. I'm like, just stop. Just please stop with the sound effects. (laughs) Just let me talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Um, okay. So I think that that Robbie says there is a survey you can fill out online. They want people's opinions. Great. I love that. That I love when people can give their opinions and it be taken into consideration. Any idea what, uh, is it, is it just Edmonton that signed up, uh, for keeping it or is it Calgary as well? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not sure all of that was announced while we were at the cabin retreat and every, we were all offline. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't even know about the mask thing until yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, Edmonton so far, Vash okay. says only Edmonton and Alberta. 
Wow. So yeah, there you have it. Um, which leaves us with just a few minutes. Shall we do the draw for February's top fan? Yes, yes. How are we looking for the start of uh, Mar- of March? Yeah, March. Very good. Very good. How many people are? Lots. Awesome. Um, yeah, so the top fan uh, award, if this is your first time listening, is um, when you listen in live on the Podbean app every morning, um, like I said, we broadcast live on the Podbean app and then everything gets uploaded to all of your favorite, uh, podcast platforms afterwards, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, My Heart Radio, et cetera. Uh, but when we do it live, you get to join in and you get to ask questions and call in, et cetera. And, uh, there's a, there's a little, what do you call it? Like a little function there where you can click a heart basically that you like. It's like a like for the show. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, there's a certain amount of hearts you can do every show or a, a certain amount of, um, in a set period of time. And, uh, when you do that, when you call in and when you share the show, it gives you more hearts. And at the, what we do is the end of the month, we see at the end, at, wow, I can't talk today. At the end of the month, we accumulate all of the hearts and see who's in the top five. And then what we're going to do is we, we take, you know, ballots for the top five people. So first place gets five. You do this all mess it up. Second place gets four, third place, three, fourth place, two, fifth place, one. Yes. Yes. So, uh, who were the five people, uh, that made it in for this, uh, for February? Yeah. So we had, um, Varsh, Robbie, Robin, Ryan, and Josh. I do an audio uh, clapping clip, but I'll get in trouble. <laughs> so congratulations yes. to everyone for making it to the top five. Yes. And um, thank you for your support. Uh, the prize for being the top fan for February is one month of mentorship. Yes. With uh, with Wayne. So that means you get um, two calls that month. So every two weeks, you'll get a call for the month. Um, what are you doing? Are you looking for a sound clip? Don't look for a sound clip. <laughs> Josh asked for a drum roll. I'm just getting it ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> you had a smile on your face and started clicking. Um, so yeah, it's uh, one free month of mentorship, two calls, unlimited texts and emails. And um, Wayne's really going to dive in with you, kind of what you're trying to do and um, mentor <laughs> you through that month of um, you know getting yourself set up to take action and um, you know, bring in his no bullshit approach. So he's going to break through your fluff and, and push you maybe outside of your comfort zone. Talked about this a million times when, when I'm mentoring someone, it's not just a coaching thing. Like a coaching call is you call, I answer your questions for an hour. Very simple. Mentorship is, is a whole nother level. Um, I will do anything and everything I can with all the resources that I have to make sure that you succeed. Once I know what it is you're doing, I like, Heck, you need a joint venture partner. Heck, you need my contractor. Heck, um, uh, well, well, let's let's talk about another one of our mentees. I'm just going to go off on a side note here. Um, Zakaya. Mm-hmm. Zakaya is one of my mentees, and he's getting into flipping. But like, you know, he didn't have any projects or whatever. He lives in Calgary. We had a flip project. And I said, you know what? Come work at ours. Why don't you come partner with us? So Zakaya moved all the way from Calgary to Edmonton, three hours from his place. And he's staying at our flip property and working at it. And he's yeah. learning the ropes and he's getting that experience. Yeah. And it's, it, to be honest, I mean. For, so he can gain the confidence to move forward on his own for the next one. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. the guy's super smart. He's been doing wholesale and he knows all about the markets and stuff like that. But to be able to get in on, you know, a project of that level, that caliber, which is going to be a really 
an yeah. amazing project, flip project. So yeah, he, he was willing to take the initiative. Mm -hmm. If you're willing to do what you need to do and you're willing to work for it, mm -hmm. I'll do whatever the heck you need. Yeah. That will support you. Yeah. So, you know, kudos and, and hats off and to uh, Zakaya for taking that initiative. And, and yeah. yeah, he's, He's where he's partnered with us on this project now. Yeah. And that's, that's literally what we'll do from that's, that's, that's mentorship right there. I'm, I'm committed to making sure that you succeed and get, you get whatever you need. So, um, anyways, so that's, that's what uh, you can expect for a month. <laughs> uh, you can also expect a very sore ass, sorry, uh, <laughs> phrasing, phrasing from me kicking it, kicking Oh, the holes you dig. <sighs> Freezing. March isn't going to be any different. No. <laughs> okay, should we draw a name? All right, who wants a sore ass? <laughs> <laughs> Drum roll. Oh, my God. March says I do. <laughs> All right. Okay, I am mixing up these names. And you guys, I also posted in my stories this morning a picture of all of the names in the in the containers. So. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I have a name. I haven't looked. Are you ready? I'm so nervous when it's between five people. <laughs> okay. Robin. Robin. Okay. Congratulations, Congratulations Robin. Robin. That's awesome. Oh, that's crazy. It's just like, cause there's, I don't know. It's just like so many names in there. What's going to happen? Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm super excited to work with Robin here. Um, yes. <laughs> what a fun day. Yeah, that was a fun a day. Fun day. We got to announce our new Facebook group. We got a new mentee coming on board. Um, we had an amazing guest an amazing guest it's march 1st i hope it's everybody yeah i hope everyone's <laughs> getting their rents i hope you got it on time or early someone got all their rents before march 1st i think they said it earlier oh uh, yeah kathleen i think said that she that's, i think she said she had most or maybe all yeah just that's awesome yeah um yes Beautiful. congratulations again to robin we'll reach out to you actually you know what just email us at info at reimorningshow.com yeah. And uh, we'll get you all set up and get your first call um, arranged. And hey, guys, you can also email us as well at info at reimorningshow.com if you want to be a guest, if you um, have any questions, maybe if you're listening to the recording and you got questions, you topics you want us to cover, um, feel free to reach out to us. It's not a problem. Um, also, if you haven't already, join our new Facebook group, uh, Real Estate Investing Masters. We're going to be doing live training this Friday. Oh, boy, what am I missing? Have a beautiful day, you guys. Have a great day, everybody. See you tomorrow morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 